Welcome music fans of all genres and all walks of life to the Bucket List Festival. My name is Steve and I'm your chief event organiser and along with my guests we're going to make the ultimate festival where the lineup of the bands we just could never get to see. My guest at this time is my head trainer from the House Pain Wrestling Academy, Styx. Uh, basically, I've known Styx close to 10 years, and you know, he's been, if I can embarrass him for a moment, basically been like big brother mentor and just like all around good dude. So, Styx, welcome to the booking committee. Please tell us a bit more about yourself. I've been your daddy, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, where to start? Uh, okay, yeah, like Steve said, I'm the, uh, the head trainer slash teacher at the House of Pain Wrestling Academy. Uh, as a performer, I'm coming up now on my 20 year anniversary from when I first entered a, a wrestling school. In November, it will be my 20th anniversary of actually performing in front of crowds. I was originally born in London in uh, 1981 and I moved to Nottingham, some would say shamefully, <laughs> in uh, 2004. So wow. I've lived it. The, uh, the south and the mid of the country. I assume my later life will be lived out in somewhere like Newcastle. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but as you know, you are you are here to add or potentially strengthen the position of two bands on the lineup. But before we get into that, into your first choice, what was the first gig you ever went to? Oh, first gig. You know what? It was uh, it was Pulp. Remember Pulp? Yeah. Yeah. The the uh, Brit. Yeah, yeah. Pop band, uh, Common People, Disco 2000. It was them at uh, Wembley Arena, and they were supported by Edwin Collins. Did that song, I've never met a girl like you. Oh, oh shit, yeah. Yeah. And I was so unin tune with music back then that when Edwin Collins came out, I thought it was pulp. <laughs> and I turned to my friends and said, I don't know this song. <laughs> So I didn't understand the, um, I mean, you know, I don't want to say I was a sad teenager, all right, but, you know, music wasn't at the forefront, you know, back back in when I was like 12, 13, 14. And it was my later teenage years where I really discovered music and it helped kind of shape me into who I am, you know. And uh, I didn't know anything about gigs or support bands or anything like that. So it's my mate said he, he's got a spare ticket and I went, I know a few of their songs. So um, I went along. And then about a year later, after I really got into music, uh, I went to see Reef at the uh, the Kilburn National, which is a, a small club. But I really consider that one my first gig, you know, because arena, arena gigs, they're, they're just, you know, when you sat at the back, it's just not the same as being down in the, down in the pit, as they say, <laughs> in, a, in a small club, okay, where you can easily get drinks and have a way better time, you know, rather than uh, having to queue for 20 minutes to pay eight quid for a beer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> somewhere like Weatherly Arena. So I always say the Reef was my first gig. Definitely. So to that end, then, what's the best gig you've been to? <laughs> my God, what an impossible question. You know, it's one of those things where you say, if someone's really into music, oh, what's your favorite song? You know, and it's like, well, what mood am I in? <laughs> you know, am I driving a car? You know, what's the situation? You know, you've got so many different songs for so many different kind of parts of your life. You know, same with films, if you're a big film fan. You know, so I've got, you know, so many gigs that stand out for so many different reasons. I think 
if I had to choose one, it would be a a rap metal band called Stuck Mojo, um, who now you know some of them consist of the the band Fozzy. It was when Stuck Mojo did a a song called Rising, and they filmed it with WCW Wrestling. That's where they met Chris Jericho and um, ended up becoming Fozzy, you know, in a, in a few years. But Stock Mojo, it was at the uh, Highbury Garage in London. And the garage is a, a very small club, ironically, where the wrestling company Progress Wrestling started doing their shows, you know, a few years later. Yeah. So that's why it was special for me, you know, because now. I'd seen bands perform at the Highbury Garage, and now I was performing at the Highbury Garage. You know, not obviously on the same stage, but still. But um, I remember it was something like a Thursday night or something, and there was no security at the venue. And with the band being like big wrestling fans, you know, they come out and they're wearing these title belts, and they've got <laughs> the wrestling figures lined up on their on their amps and stuff like that. And their music's good. Like their music is like a safe bet between like Pantera and Rage Against the Machine okay like you've got Rage Against the Machine that are considered pretty heavy but only in places of their songs you know and then you've got yeah. Pantera who to me kind of bridged the gap Pantera and Machine Head to me bridged the gap between old metal and new metal you know but yeah they've got the, the crunchy riffs you know the real heavy songs but the guys rapping over it you know and because it was on a Thursday night I think at some points with all the stage divers and uh, people wanted to jump on the stage and jump around with the band. I think there were more people on the stage than there were in the crowd at some point, <laughs> you know? But I think it's my favorite gig just because of the, like, the intimate venue and the fact that not many people were there. It felt personal, Yeah, you know? It really felt like this was like our gig, you yeah. know? Like this band were so underground at that time in this country. That we we knew them, okay, and it was our thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like your your little. Then on, on the flip side, I think it was 90, 1999, I saw Aerosmith at Wembley Stadium, you know, and that's the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you know. Like Aerosmith are probably my favourite band of all time, okay, and to see them in that kind of setting with so many great support acts, because they had Skunk and Ancy, they had um, the Black Crows. You know, as support acts. So it was a one-day gig at Wembley Stadium, and it was just amazing, amazing day of of quality music, and seeing my favourite band for the first time. Obviously, never forget your first, Steve. No, no, no you don't. <laughs> but, no, um, no. Yeah, I think those two, but just because they're at completely opposite ends of the spectrum, and but again, you, you get it for different reasons. You know Definitely. what I mean? Definitely. So, I mean, flip of that question, like, which band really took you by surprise? So, like, a support act you'd never heard of or or things of that sort? I'll tell you what, one of one of the bands I've probably seen more than any other band is uh, a British band called the Wild Hearts, mm. right? And fans of uh, kind of 90s Brit rock, okay, will probably remember them, okay? The lead singer was a guy called Ginger, <laughs> and uh, they were very big in uh, the London scene, right? They had a few famous songs. They're the kind of people, if you hear a song and you go, oh, I know this one, but you have absolutely no idea who wrote the song. <laughs> you know, yeah. they've got some great songs and they inspired a lot of uh, a lot of other bands like in this area. And I walked in to the London Astoria in uh, this actually 
unfortunately been knocked down now. Bit of uh, musical history of all the gigs that have gone off there. Yeah. And I walked in and the support band were playing. And I didn't actually know at the time who was supporting them, right? And all I see is this guy on stage jumping around like his life depended on it, wearing a spandex bodysuit, okay? And just owning the crowd, okay? Keeping in mind that this crowd wasn't there to see them. They were there to see the Wild Hearts, okay? And the Wild Hearts, um, I think they're a bit like Motorhead in the sense that their fans are like real hardcore fans. <laughs> you yeah. know, it takes a lot to get them to react. And the whole crowd was was clapping, jumping around. And I, I looked at my friend, I was like, who are, they? Who are these? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and by the end of the set, I was absolutely hooked. Okay. And that was the darkness. Oh, shit. Yeah. And this was before, I believe, in a thing called Love and their other hit, you know, off their first album. Mm. And my God, like, what a revelation. Like, I kind of figured it was like seeing an in their prime Van Halen. Mm. You know, like, you hear all the stories about how David Lee Roth used to warm up backstage like he was a boxer going into like a title fight yeah <laughs> like he was stretching he was throwing punches he was skipping around and that's the kind of band i like you know i hate it when you go and see a band and the performance is like like you've just put the album on mm -hmm. you know like to me like that, that's why i never really got into radiohead for example like i like radiohead the music but you see them live and it's just it's the same as listening on the album you know, I like showman, you know, yeah. and I don't, I don't think that's a mystery being in the wrestling business, <laughs> you know, and uh, being, uh, being kind of attracted to the showman part of any show. Definitely. You know? But yeah, the darkness like absolutely hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, I've got to get their album. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Like, straight away. It's growing shit like that happens, isn't it? <laughs> so who is your first pick for the bucket list and why? Well, you mean like a band that band you, I... That you've never seen, still alive, active and touring. See, there was three bands that I never saw that I really wanted to, mm. you know. One of them was Guns N' Roses, like the original lineup. But obviously, by the time I got into music, you know, they were long gone. Yeah. <laughs> but not long gone, but you know what I mean. Like, I made up for that by seeing um, Slash's Snake Pit about eight times, Velvet Revolver a couple of times, uh, slash by himself about four times <laughs> so i think i've seen everyone other than axel you know by them by himself and i don't think i'd even want to see them now you know i think it would be a, a sad sad state of affairs unfortunately <laughs> so that's leave, leave the memories alone man like yeah. <laughs> i'll just um one of them was soundgarden obviously chris connell isn't uh isn't with us anymore and the other one was Queen. <laughs> but obviously, you know, they, they were way before my time, you know, as far as, as, far as music, you know, but my dad uh, went to Queen at Wembley, at Wembley Stadium. Oh. And he had it, had, it on, had it on tape, you know, and I actually think that Queen were the band that actually got me into rock music uh, subconsciously, because my dad was such a big Queen fan and he'd always have it on, you know, so. I think just hearing those tunes as I was growing up was, you know, very inspiring. There's a band now that's still around. God, I'd say Faith No More. Yeah. Right. Faith No More 
mainly because there was a time where me and my my friend at school um a lad named kaylee were so into music that we would essentially go to as many gigs as possible in a month and then try and top it the month after <laughs> all right and the amount of bands that we saw in like really small clubs that we've never heard of okay just to add to our gig total <laughs> you know and there was a there was a uh, a time i think it was 1999 actually around my birthday where we went to a, a gig every day of the week okay Holy shit. so yeah we saw um we saw bush remember bush gavin yeah, Rosdale? Yeah, yeah. yeah saw them we saw skunk and Nancy. we saw a band called uh, symposium who were a little known band um in the in the uh, brit rock like late 90s time uh we saw motorhead <laughs> nice <laughs> uh, I can't, can't remember who else. We saw Feeder. That's it. Oh wow! And uh, on the Saturday, we had a choice. Right, we could either go and see Faith No More, or we could go with the rest of our mates, who were, you know, quite big um, Christians at the time. You know, to see this Christian rock band. Okay, that they were going to see. So we thought, well, we'd go by ourselves to watch Faith No More. Or we go with all of our mates, okay, to see this Christian rock band, okay? And of course, Faith No More, they've been around for ages, okay? They'll, they'll come around again, okay? So we chose the Christian rock band, and about a month later, Faith No More broke up. <laughs> and I've never been able to um, live that down, unfortunately. I mean, the Christian rock band were terrible anyway, <laughs> but especially after a week of seeing, like, Feeder and yeah. uh, Bush and Skunk and Nancy and that. Uh, I think they were very much just starting out, you know, like, no offence to them, but they, they couldn't top what had happened before. But I think Faith No More would have been able to. Yeah, you know, definitely. Top, <laughs> yeah, like end the week on, on a positive note. But yeah, Faith No More for definite. Always been a big fan, you know, and I, I personally think they were one of the bands that changed music, you know, considering every album that they bring out is a, is a different genre of music you know and some of it's crossed over you know they were the band that basically brought to the forefront not sticking to your guns and getting creative <laughs> you yeah know? definitely definitely so uh, what's the fate what's your favorite festival experience if, if my favorite festival experience glastonbury <laughs> glastonbury 2000 and no glastonbury 1998 okay i think it was 98 might have been 99 but either way the week before, the Saturday before, I'd been to the one-day Ozfest at, oh, wow. at the Milton Keynes Bowl, and that was great. <laughs> you know, I got home Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then left for Glastonbury on the Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember my friend at the time, like I had long, long hair. She um, put all of my hair into plaits, okay, like small, thin plaits because I always liked Dexter Holland's hair in the self-esteem mm. video yeah, yeah. By, by Offspring. I always wanted that hair, you know? So I braided my hair and for Ozfest, it all stayed in, you know, I could, I could head bang and, you know, all the, all the plaits were flying everywhere. And then on the second day of Glastonbury, one of the plaits fell out. Oh no. Right? And of course, what do I do now? <laughs> my friend's not there to put it back in. And with a bunch of guys, they don't know how to plait. So I just stuck a beanie on, all right, for the next five days, 
all right i slept in it i went to see the bands in it i did not remove it right and then i don't know if if everyone else does this uh but there's a salvation army place okay at glastonbury okay they always uh set up a big stall so rather than get your own clothes mucky we just took like 20 quid down to the salvation army place and just bought a bunch of clothes you know that we didn't mind rolling around in (laughs) so every i mean 1998 or nine whatever year it was it was a it was a muddy year it was really bad you know and it's the kind of mud that you take a step and then when you go to step, your your shoe doesn't come with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you've got to put your foot back in the mud to try and find your shoe. And I remember watching, uh, it was Feeder, actually, again. <laughs> <laughs> and this massive area in front of the stage, probably about a quarter size of a football pitch, you know, just opened up because everyone was throwing mud at each other. Oh, God. Right? And kicking the mud around and all that. And obviously anyone who didn't want to get muddy, you know, just backed up, okay? So you had the stage, you had this space, which is like quarter-sized football pitch with maybe about seven people in it. And then you had everyone else <laughs> standing around this area. And I was the one of the seven people in the um, in the muddy bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I came back to the, I came back to the tent, I was just head-to-toe mud, you know? But obviously I still have my beanie on, <laughs> so... I took my beanie off and all these like blonde kind of plaits like fall out and they're completely clean you know they're, uh, <laughs> no, no mud whatsoever found a, a bottle of water kind of washed myself off as best as i could you know right festival life man it's not yeah. it's not pretty i think it very much prepared me for wrestling life though <laughs> on the uh, on the holiday camps for sure but yeah that was that was an interesting year but what a great lineup! Okay, they had the Deftones were there. Okay, at the uh, the peak of their powers, and they had the band. I don't know if this question's coming up uh, as far as which band have I seen the most. No, it's not. No, but no. Okay, there's a band called A. Yeah. Yeah, and most mo- most people know them for the song uh, Nothing. Yeah. Uh, pot- potentially their song Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Okay, but those two songs come off their third album. All right, and me and my friend Kaylee, when we were doing our, you know, as many gigs as you can in one month, uh, because we were going to see so many small bands that we'd never heard of, we we ended up seeing A about thirty times because they were always supporting the main band. <laughs> so, and obviously we ended up going to see them on purpose after a while. I, I think I remember a gig where we didn't even stay for the main band; we literally just went in to see A. And then we left because <laughs> we didn't like the main band. We just wanted to see their band. But then I found out that um, the twin brothers, who were the lead singer and the drummer, a bit like Bross, you know, <laughs> they actually lived at the top of my mum's road when they were growing up. Oh, shit. So instantly they became my favourite band, <laughs> you know, because they're London Finchley boys. And I started talking to them uh, a bit more like at the gigs because obviously now we had something that we could actually talk about. You know, and um, they were playing the Glastonbury gig too. And that was another one like the feeder set where I ended up just covered in mud head to toe, <laughs> you know, running, sliding on your belly across the <laughs> <there. laughs> You know, I definitely didn't mind throwing myself around, which uh, in turn led to a completely different career <laughs> a few years later, apparently. 
So if if you can, so if you can think of one, who would be your second pick for the bucket list? Ooh, I would say just because they are all still alive. Oh no, he isn't. He died recently, didn't he? I was going to say uh, Van Halen, but obviously oh, yeah. Eddie uh, passed away recently. It would have been Van Halen though, because obviously uh, they're so they're so David Lee Roth's back. Oh, he's out again. Oh, he's in. He's mm. out again. Let me see. I mean, I, I don't even want to, I, I don't say this to brag, but when I was younger, I went to so many gigs, you know, like if, if a if a band I wanted to see was playing, I'd go, <laughs> you know, because it was, it was actually a, a priority, you know, that I would go. So there aren't actually that many bands that I really wanted to see that I didn't get to see. And now with the uh, kind of resurgence of older bands kind of getting back mm. together again you know even if i didn't see them and you know, i can go and see them now <laughs> yeah yeah no. that's that, that's fair so with that i want to thank sticks for joining me on the booking committee for the bucket list festival and please feel free to plug everything and anything you want to oh plugs well uh if you if you want to follow me personally on any social media i'm pretty sure if you if you put in sticks s-t-i-x-x there's not that many other things that come up <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you'll find me uh, pretty quickly but if you want to f- if you're interested in wrestling then obviously follow house of pain wrestling on uh, twitter instagram facebook if you're in or around the nottingham nottinghamshire or midlands area okay when we're back up and running and this virus goes away you know there'll be shows aplenty to come on uh, entertain you thank you again and to everyone listening please check out our twitter at bucket fest pod where you can join in the conversation and let me know your bucket list bands and you can also find our youtube playlist pinned there so you can see who's been selected so far and enjoy some good music in the process and please join me next time as we add more bands to the bucket list festival <laughs>